0: But i think i could have actually done a lot better if my my feet had a held up um
1: or are these other six other races that you happen to do before Western? <laughs> like, I mean, maybe <laughs> i don't know
0: <laughs> uh, yeah maybe i don't know <laughs> welcome to the gotta run racing podcast
1: with your hosts norman and jody discover the inspiring stories of the average and not so average runners
2: They're off. How you doing?
1: All right. (laughs) A bit tired after Chase the Coyote?
2: That's right. We just wrapped up our final event of 2022, Chase the Coyote at Monocliffs.
1: That's why we're a bit uh, behind in our podcasting.
2: And bleary-eyed. Yeah. Still not quite recovered from that. Well, and because I rolled my ankle at five in the morning offloading the Mm. truck, so...
1: The Coyote got you.
2: He sure did. (laughs) But the rest of the day was great.
1: Yes. (laughs) We had a good day on our final and 10th year of Coyote. And uh, we go on to another chapter. That's right. Okay. Wow. And also, virtual runs are now happening too with uh, We Run the North back in action.
2: And all of, in fact, all of our events you can do virtually. Yes. So if you missed out on any of our five races... You can do them virtually by heading over to com, And we've had an uptick in registrations for We Run the North this week. I think people are thinking-
1: They're getting ready for the winter.
2: That's right. And they need some (laughs) goals, which we all need goals for the winter because it's long and hard.
1: That's right. (laughs) That's what she said. Oh, all right. (laughs) Okay. Who is on the podcast today? Well,
2: today we have Dawson Mossman from Fredericton, New Brunswick. Wow, He's an ultra runner, adventurer, and avid traveler, and he's been in three incredibly tough and notable races this year.
1: And what can they be?
2: (laughs) Well, he's done Ultra Trail Madeira.
1: I want to get there one day.
2: Yeah. You got to watch the videos on YouTube about this race. In fact, I think Norm will input some of them while we're talking to (laughs) Dawson if you want to watch the video version of this chat. Yep. That was April. Yes. He got into Western while he'd already signed up for Madeira. So he did Madeira in April, Western in June. Oh, and by the way, he did UTMB in August, which was also a deferral.
1: Right. So this has been one incredible year, and I'm sure he, and he's stuck in some other races in there, I think. We'll find out. But uh, yeah, just can't wait to hear about his whole incredible year he had with uh, Dawson. Coming up.
2: Welcome to the podcast, Dawson Mossman. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Nice to meet you. Good to be here.
2: Whereabouts are you today?
0: I'm in Fredericton in New Brunswick.
2: You're in Fredericton. So the Maritimes have been in the news, unfortunately, lately with Hurricane Fiona coming through. How did you guys fare?
0: They have. Yeah, we weren't too bad here in Fredericton. We got a bit of uh, wind and there was a few trees down here and there, but uh, not too bad at all compared to Nova Scotia and PEI. I I think they took the worst of that one.
2: Yeah, it's pretty scary. And now Ian's hitting Florida as we're recording. So it's been a bad month already for hurricanes.
0: Yes. Yeah, I hear that. I have some family in PEI and some in Nova Scotia as well. And everybody was okay. But uh, yeah, definitely lots of trees down over there and shingles blown off roofs and things like that. So,
1: Yeah, pretty scary. And I'm sure you heard of Harvey Station, New Brunswick.
0: I have,
1: yeah. I I had some Uh, cousins living there for a while, and that's where I vacationed to practically every summer growing up.
0: okay yeah it's not too far away from Fredericton. yeah (laughs) that's a small little place (laughs) do they have a
1: a bank yet or an ice cream shop or what do they have now i don't know
0: (laughs) i don't know i don't really visit there very often
2: (laughs) there's no reason to from what norm's told me
0: (laughs) yeah there's not too much going on there but uh it's a nice little spot
1: (laughs) i actually saw a horse there with one leg it was a one horse town so (laughs) (laughs) anyway let's get on to this incredible incredible year you had i can't wait to talk about these three events this is like a, a year end basically podcast with you how do you feel after all these three races
0: yeah i feel awesome um it was a uh it was a long year of racing like it was more racing and and bigger races than i normally do so it's nice to take a little break now i haven't actually haven't run that much since utmb but it was it was fun it was an awesome awesome time traveling to all these races and they're all uh they're all so so nice in their own way
2: well, it's funny because we originally reached out to you a couple of years ago as part of our uh, Western series, and I'm kind of glad that we didn't connect until now because we have
1: more to talk about. <laughs>
0: yes, yeah, so we have lots for this one now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but first, let's go back to the beginning and tell us how you even started running.
0: Yeah, um, sure. So, I mean, I definitely wasn't like a lifelong runner or anything like that. I kind of got into camping and hiking and stuff like that when I was in university. So I started enjoying the outdoors more and then, you know, started work like most people and kind of fell out of a lot of the the activity and the physical exercise I used to do. I was in my early thirties and I always kind of had a bucket list item where I wanted to do a marathon and it was just going to be a a one and done kind of thing and then tick it off the list. I picked the the New York City Marathon. I was going to be, might as well go big or go home. (laughs) That was going to be the one I wanted to do, and uh, so I I was like, I don't know, thirty three, maybe. It was probably about ten years ago now. I just decided one year that I was this was going to be the year. So I I started training in the spring, uh, did it in the fall, and then I enjoyed it. Kept on running marathons and on the roads for the next few years, and then I went away and. i was i was starting to get a little bit tired of the roads after a few years doing the same routes and i ended up going away to nepal for for some climbing and hiking for a few months and kind of so for some reason um when that trip happened i i kind of realized like why am i why am i still running on the roads i should be running on the trails now because mm-hmm. i enjoy the trails and the, the woods and the outdoors and the mountains so much well i get back from that trip and then that's when i started uh, running trails and it's just been uh ever since then just kind of doing more and more of it i really love it
2: what's the ultra scene like in new brunswick is it growing is it is something that you can say you know you in the last five years you've noticed a lot more people getting into the sport and are there availability of more races popping up
0: yeah absolutely yeah it's growing a lot um i think about probably five or six years ago, there wasn't too much at all. There's probably a few of us kind of running in little pockets around the province, but um, it's really it's really grown over the last few years. Now we've got running groups in each of the major cities, Moncton, Fredericton, and Saint John. All have really good, thriving communities now. A lot more like regular group runs happening, more races popping up. We've even got, uh, I think we have a hundred miler now. I haven't done that one yet. So yeah, but it's, uh, it's definitely a growing scene and, uh, an awesome community out here.
2: That's great. Nice to hear that.
1: (laughs) When did you start getting into ultras?
0: Uh, when would it have been, it would have been probably 2017. I think it's been about five years that I've been doing these now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just thinking back. I did the trip to Nepal in 2016, and uh, it was the year after I got back in the spring from that. So it would have been 2017, got into trail running, and I did my first 50k uh, that spring. And then, yeah, just uh, kept going from there.
2: Just going back for a sec, is New York your only marathon?
0: No, I ended up doing about three or four of them. That was the biggest one that I did. I did one, uh, I did a, one in PEI, um, one in Maine called MDI, Mount Desert Island Marathon, the PEI Marathon. And then I think I did a couple more. I did one in Singapore, actually, like right at the end of that trip to, I mentioned to Nepal, um, I ended up going down through, uh, Thailand and Malaysia and Singapore. And so I did the, the Singapore marathon at Christmas, which was kind of odd. It was in December, but it was like 35 or 40 degrees. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of fun. So I did a few and, uh, and I did a few like half marathons and 10 Ks and stuff like that. And then uh, it was really, I, I, and now I, I try to avoid the roads actually as much as possible now. <laughs> but uh, I found one of the things I really enjoyed early on when I was getting into it was picking new routes. Like, look, I'd look at the map through the week and I'd find, and this was, was more when I was, uh, my long runs were getting longer, right? So it's like, oh, I can go do this loop now and I can do that loop. And it was kind of fun to pick out all these new routes that match the distances I wanted to run. And then after a while I had, I had done all those routes, like, you know, so many times that <laughs> it got a little bit repetitive. And I think that's what helped lead me more into trail running as well.
2: Yeah, I can I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. We would spend the week trying to figure out where the long run was gonna be and if it was gonna be enough vert and yeah, it's it's fun. It's all part of the process, I think.
0: Yeah, oh absolutely, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I like your hat.
0: <laughs> oh my, my yeah. mute hat. Yeah. So let's <laughs>
1: let's talk about this first race which happened in April, Moderna Ultra. Why? Yeah. Why? Why this race? Why would you pick this race?
0: I I saw this race uh, online, like just YouTube videos and things like that, and it just looked so epic. It was like almost right away, I was like, I have to do this race. And uh, just the terrain and and the whole race looked awesome. I love that it was just point to point from one end of the island to the other. So yeah, it it got on my list. I mean, not immediately. I I kind of had to do some other races before I was confident enough to do that one but yeah it was always in the back of my mind like i should do this one sometime so i was actually signed up for it in 2020 and then it got delayed a couple years because of covid and ended up happening this year uh but yeah that's how that one happened
2: the three races that we're going to talk about madeira western and utmb were they all deferrals
0: uh madeira and utmb were western was not i was just okay I wasn't expecting to do that this summer. Um, so that was a bonus. Yeah. It was going to be just Madeira and UTMB, (laughs) but, uh, we threw Western in as well. And, (laughs) and after Western, I'm not sure if you knew, but I did, I also fast packed the JMT after that, which was, which was really cool. It was a,
2: for our listeners, JMT is.
0: That's the John Muir trail. It's about, it's, uh, Starts in Yosemite and finishes on Mount Whitney, which is the highest point in the U.S. And it just runs along like the high Sierra down there. It's about 230 miles, I think. So yeah, and just a beautiful trail. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Western was a bonus. I'm not sure what the JMT was. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's the go back GMT, to-
0: <laughs> The JMT is something that's been on my list for a long time as well. Like back from my <laughs> backpacking days. When we were gonna be down right down there, a buddy of mine and I said we might as well try to put into the lottery. It's also a lottery to do the JMT we weren't expecting to get that either but uh yeah luckily we got a, a permit for that too
1: <laughs> well i can't wait to hear more about this big list of yours but let's get back to Madeira, <laughs> because this is this is a spring race and winters mm-hmm. in new brunswick are well, i don't know the <laughs> words for it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. did you train for this spring race
0: yeah, so what I did in the winter, um, I do this thing called alpine touring with my skis. I mean, usually we we try to do it in the backcountry because it's a little bit more fun. Um, but basically, if if for those that don't know about alpine touring, it's basically skiing, but then you're you're walking up the mountain. You yeah. uh, you hike up the mountain with your skis on, and then you ski down. And uh, it's fun in the backcountry because there's no lifts there, so you get to access terrain that you otherwise couldn't. Yeah, I can't go to do that every weekend. I just do it at our local ski resort. Yeah, that's how I get my vert basically. So I'll do my runs through the week, and then uh, on the weekend, my daughter's also skis, so we're up there every weekend, anyways. And I, you just see me skinning up and down the ski hill all day. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's fun. Like it's sometimes it gets a little bit uh, repetitive, but uh, you can mix it up with different speeds and stuff like that, and it's good vert training.
2: How tall is that mountain?
0: <laughs> it's not that oh it's not that tall. It's a it's a fairly small in terms of ski hill. I think it's around three hundred meters per lap. I could usually get at least uh three thousand meters a day when I'm there. That's which pretty is not good. bad. It's yeah.
2: better than our our ski hill (laughs) it's
1: better than ours
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it's not bad the only thing you don't get is the downhill running it's good for the uphill um because you're kind of working similar muscles but you don't get that same downhill Mm -hmm. uh training
1: wow so you're on the start line of madeira after this training how did you feel at the start line that you, you you're actually there wow
0: Oh, it was was awesome. Uh, like Jim Wamsley and and Courtney to Walter were also in that race. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that was pretty cool before it even started. And, uh, I was actually standing up by the elite section of the the starting corrals just so I could kind of see them, uh, come in and maybe say hi and stuff like that. So I was up there and Everybody else was back in the in the normal lineup, and I, I saw them wave, said hi, and then I kind of ran back and joined joined the group. But yeah, it was uh, it was super exciting. It, it was a night start. I think it started mm-hmm. at midnight. That was kind of fun. They had music going, lots of lights, and everything, and everybody was energized.
2: It looks like there's some pretty remote sections in that race, uh, with climbing ropes, etc. What what was the ratio between runnable sections and hikeable sections?
0: Yeah, I don't know what the ratio exactly would have been, but there were big climbs. Like I remember the climbs being quite big. I think it had around seven thousand meters of gain in uh, 115k, so quite a bit. The climbs were steep. I I don't think many people were running those like probably wamsley was running up them but <laughs> um but yeah i think all the climbs were, were pretty much hikes at least for me and uh the downhills were good you could a lot of the downhills were, were super runnable the flats were runnable uh not too technical in the flat and then um the there was a few technical sections like you're saying with some ropes and, and ladders and things like that that you had to just make your way through but it was actually a relatively small section of the whole course um, that that had that sort of terrain. it It wasn't too bad, and it was so much fun going through that part anyways that I don't think anybody was really worried about whether they were running or walking that <laughs>
1: <laughs> so now. You mentioned Jim and Courtney. They only beat you by 10 hours or so. So that's not too bad.
0: Uh, that's pretty normal. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I consider that a very good day. Uh, <laughs> was that whole idea, this Badena uh, race, to get your ticket to Western in case you didn't finish Western? Or what was the whole point of this?
0: Uh, it
2: this year? Doing it? Oh, well, I guess it was. A, he it, said it was a
0: yeah,
1: deferral. But... but you're still trying to get your Western ticket just in case.
0: Yeah, i already had the western ticket uh, actually at that point in time um like from uh, i had done qmt earlier in the year oh. and it was at least it was my qualifying run so i, I had qmt earlier yeah I, and i are actually already knew um about like the western states draw it happened by by the time i did madeira but yeah so so i knew i was going to do western but uh, yeah, since Madeira was the deferral, I think I could have deferred it maybe one more year. But I just wanted to do it as soon as uh, as soon as I could. <laughs> and so yeah, it was planned. It was planned to do it this year before I ended up knowing that I was going to do Western.
1: Finishing Madeira, it, it gives you great confidence for Western. Mm-hmm. Then.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was good training for that. Like I, I was in pretty good shape after Madeira. And I actually did another ultra just a couple weeks after that. Before I came home in the Azores, called the Ultra Blue Island. Mm. And uh, so I did Madeira, and I spent like another week on on the island, just exploring and hiking. And then went over to uh, the it's uh, island called Faial in the Azores, and uh, this race, Ultra Blue Island, and the the route is called the Great Whalers Route and did that race and then came back to Canada. So it was a 118 K and not quite as much vert as Madeira, but still I think like 6,000 meters, five or 6,000 meters. So yeah, both of those races back to back. And then Western was only about a month and a half away. I think it was, it was definitely good training.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine.
2: (laughs) Now, how long had Western been on your bucket list? How many years were you working towards that?
0: Uh, i only had four tickets Mm. i think that's uh it's only three years right yeah Uh, one two and then four yeah
1: yeah i I mean
0: it had been on my list for a little longer than that i knew about it since i started doing trail running and but took me a year or so to start getting tickets uh built up and stuff like that but yeah i got kind of lucky it was definitely a surprise i was actually doing a race here in new Brunswick when the lottery happened. And so I finished the race and all my friends were, were, they already knew some of them had finished already and some of them were just uh, crewing and stuff. That was a cool surprise when I got over the line.
2: (laughs) Wow. And so your tickets for Western was QMT and what else?
0: Oh, what else for, what other ones did I have for Western? Um, I've tried to get ones actually that were, that were good for Western and hard rock. Cause that's another one on my list. Mm-hmm. I think the other ones might, I mean, I've, sometimes I've had a few each year, but I had uh like my first hundred miler was the bear down in Utah. And, uh, I did fat dog the year after. And so I think both of those I would have used, or, or they would have mm-hmm. been available for Western. I think fat dog is Western. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And yeah. hard rock.
0: And hard rock. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. 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 And a bear is as well. I think I've got the same number of tickets with Hard Rock, but hopefully one of these years.
2: <laughs> you, chose, you chose wisely to
1: get double dips there. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. UTMV will double dip as well. So uh, Yeah,
1: yeah that's, that's what I did or tried to do as well is try to get one race that can get to different other races.
2: At least after the first three years yeah. of trying you did. He got a little smarter.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: So let's talk Western. Uh, we just came back from Western too, so I can pick pick your brain about how you felt. Well, yeah. How do you think about the start line of Western? I thought it was very relaxed because there was really nobody there till about a minute before we started.
0: What was your it thoughts? It was, about- yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I found the whole race was a lot um, like uh small like low-key like a lot smaller kind of more community feeling than i would have expected Uh i did i just thought it would be like more of a maybe like a european style race Mm -hmm. but uh so i liked that like i thought it was pretty cool it just felt like kind of a down home type of race only it's western states so (laughs) so that was good (laughs) um the race for me like uh it was good it was a good, good race you know, my time wasn't that great. I uh, I had some foot problems later in the race with blisters and stuff like that. But I, I thought the course was awesome. Um, the volunteers were amazing. I had crew at that race, too, which usually a lot of these things I do on my own. Uh, it was the first time I ever had pacers in a race. So that was super fun. Had a few of my friends join me on the course. Um, so, yeah, I had a great time.
2: Did heat play a factor at all for you?
0: Uh. I don't think so. I never felt felt too bad from the heat, but it was definitely hot, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I was pretty thankful for the like all the ice they had, and those <laughs> soak stations at the aid stations were pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, I think without those, it wouldn't have been too good.
2: No, exactly.
1: And were you fighting any cutoffs at all? Because you, yeah. our times are similar
0: yeah i wasn't really i was pretty consistent through the whole thing so i was always just about an hour ahead of oh. of the cutoffs which is pretty normal like I, i'm i'm definitely not fast but i i'm pretty consistent mm-hmm. so once we started like hitting those being about an hour ahead type of thing on each of the cutoffs i wasn't i was getting a little more comfortable that it wasn't going to be a problem
2: right mm
0: yeah yeah but i think i could have actually done a lot better if my my feet had held up um or
1: these other six other races that you happen to do before western Like, maybe i don't know
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah maybe i don't know (laughs) yeah maybe i did do broken arrow the weekend before western as well Um, it's just a short race yeah it's only a 26k but uh it was super fun. It was like a sky race, I guess. The, one of the only sky races in, in North America anyways. Uh, yeah. There so would have was, been
2: a lot of talent there. I,
0: yeah. There's some super fast guys and gals there for sure. Yeah. I just, I took it pretty easy cause I knew Western was the following weekend, but I have a hard time resisting all these things when I go <laughs> to a place. It's like I just want to do all that stuff.
2: <laughs> Did you know about the 29 hour t-shirt?
0: No, I didn't know until I came across the line. And I I think I was the first finisher after 29 hours. I was the first one to get one of those uh, little shirts there.
2: Wow, that's awesome. That's that's
1: the thing. I'm wondering if you just sat down on the curb going, I'm going to wait till
0: 29 hours to get my (laughs) t-shirt. Take a break, yeah.
1: (laughs) But that wasn't your strategy. Yeah.
0: No, that wasn't part of the plan.
1: <laughs> I think I saw your finish line on the on the camera and you were going kind of slow on the track. You're you're backing off a
0: bit. <laughs> yeah. I think with yeah, that race,
2: was... if you can't be first, you might as well come in at the golden
1: hour. Yeah, golden hour was you amazing. Might as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, you might as well. Yeah, I think I was just a few seconds after, like maybe fifty seconds after the the golden hour it was pretty cool like it's neat coming onto the track and (laughs) when i came on there was nobody else on there so the girl was running beside me with the camera and uh (laughs) just talking i could kind of hear her saying stuff about me or whatever the whole time so it was a pretty neat experience
2: (laughs) would you go back
1: have you checked out our virtual series yet we run the north Celebrating Canada's national parks features a total of 13 10 kilometer challenges, one for each province and territory. How many national parks can you name? Medals that connect, license plate style bibs, and cool swag can be yours. Visit GotterunRacing.com for more details.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I'll go in and I'll put my name in the lottery again. I usually don't. Uh, most other races. There's so many out there that I wanna do that yeah. I, I usually do them once and then I would, I want to try something different. But I think with Western it's one of the ones I would do again. It was a lot of fun and I think that I think I could do a lot better as well.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah you, you probably could take one minute off your time to to, to, yeah. to not get the golden hour. <laughs> oh man well that's fantastic uh so we banged <laughs> off two races right now let's now let's talk about the uh, the olympics <laughs> of yeah. ultra running which is utmb again how does it feel at the start line of utmb now
0: hmm. yeah utmb was crazy so many people that was the biggest thing i remember at the start line is uh there was people everywhere literally like it's a pretty small if you've been to chamonix it's a pretty small little town you got these these streets that are small and they're windy and going all over the place and even when runners were in the at the start line it wasn't just one corral or one lineup of runners they're like going all over the place up the side street like so the the running start was just like felt like half the village or half the town was like runners coming from everywhere going towards the starting art. Hmm. That was pretty cool. And uh, that was different. And then the music they played at the beginning, like just that music gets you pumped up pretty good. <laughs> so, oh. And the people, and the people too, like this, the number of people watching was crazy. I thought, I think before that, the most I had ever had was, was the New York City Marathon. There was parts of that where it was five or six people deep on the sides watching but utmb had people like right from the the railings where the runners were going all the way back to the buildings and it, it was like 10 people deep kind of thing wow. on both sides yeah wow.
1: hmm. well we are going to be there next year i got into utmb so awesome I'm, I'm going <laughs> yeah, to, we're, going to, we're going to focus on this race here
0: uh, yeah congratulations you'll love it
1: <laughs> how far in advance do you have to sit in the chute before this race goes off to get a good spot kind of thing.
0: Uh, you mean how far, how early, early do you have to yeah. arrive to kind of get in there? Or, yeah. To, or how long are you waiting before you actually cross the the chute to start the race? How, both. Yeah. Both. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, both in a way.
0: Hmm. Um, I don't know what it would have been for us. It felt, it didn't feel that long, actually. Um, Maybe like five or 10 minutes uh okay. yeah I, I don't remember keeping track of it i was just kind of soaking it all in and looking around but it was slow it's not like the gun goes off and you start running um mm-hmm. you just all along for for a little bit but it didn't feel that long and then um you cross the chute for the official start and then after that it spread out enough that you could kind of jog along at a slow pace as you're as you're running out of the town and then uh you know eventually spreads out a little bit after that
1: i understand that the first climb is hard but the second climb is much harder than the first is that right
0: yeah yeah the first is just like a little bump but uh second one's bigger uh It's so funny when you look at the elevation profile for these things, especially UTMV, all the climbs look like just so small, like little, little (laughs) climbs and they're all big. That's the problem. (laughs) None of them are small, but yeah, the first one wasn't too bad and you're pretty fresh. So that one goes over pretty quick. And uh second one's definitely bigger. And then you, yeah, they just kind of get bigger. They feel bigger, at least from there on out.
2: Were you ever alone on the course, Dawson, or were you always surrounded? At some, Like within 20, 50 meters kind of thing?
0: Yeah, mostly there was people around uh, the entire time. There was a few times where I was alone, um, and it might have lasted a few kilometers. Usually at night... But for the most, for the most part, other like there was people I could see people. Um, yeah,
2: did you go by yourself?
0: Uh, no, I had a friend. There was a friend of mine uh, who lives in Saint John, New Brunswick. Uh, Tim, he uh, he also made it this year. Oh, nice. mm-hmm. Him and I run together quite a bit, so we both went. And uh, my wife came, and his girlfriend came along. So that was nice. It was good to have uh, a friend there and some people to crew for us.
2: Yeah. So speaking of that because uh, I'm always his crew leader, did <laughs> were they able to see you at many points along the course or did they kind of just pick and choose the ones that were easily accessible? Because I'm sure with all the shuttle buses and everything, it's not that easy to get around.
0: Yeah, I think that there was, I think there was five aid stations where they were able to see us, where they were actually able to provide support. Mm-hmm they were there or or at least Lori my wife was there at all of those I think that yeah the logistics around the bus was a little bit challenging at times but it's probably a hard thing logistically to to figure out but yeah she made it to all the all the ones where she could support me which was nice and uh the first one I remember being kind of crazy it was almost like a mosh pit in there at the very first aid station there's just like so many people and (laughs) You're like elbows up trying to wade through and, and find your, your crew and stuff like that. After that, they got a little people spread out even more and they got a little more manageable, but, uh, they were still like pretty big aid stations and there's a lot of people in there. It was kind of hard sometimes. We managed to find each other pretty quickly. I'm not really sure how, but yeah. I'd just be scanning the room and she'd have her arms waving in the air or something and <laughs> and we'd get mad, we'd find each other. But uh, yeah, it was different than most aid stations I've been in.
2: <laughs> I love seeing when we watch the European videos of UTMB and Zagama, when you see the runners climbing up the hill and and the crowds just kind of coming in on them like you see at tour de france was it like that
0: it was a couple times there was one time it was exactly like that i think it was uh saint gervais was one of the not the first little town we went through after chamonix but the second one was saint gervais and i think it was around 20 or 25k so it was it was night when i got there i think it was starting to get dark nine or ten o'clock and it was just like an electric atmosphere in that town. There out there was people out everywhere and there was young guy, you know, like guys in their twenties or whatever drinking beer and everybody was just having a good time and <laughs> they they made one of those big human tunnels like that. And oh. uh so you're just running right through it. It was really cool.
2: That's so neat. Yeah. yeah. Did you have any sleep breaks?
0: I didn't sleep. Um and I've never slept in any race. So uh I don't really know what that would be like for me. Uh, A lot of people napped actually. It's probably the race that of all the ones I've been in that I saw the most people taking naps Um, in the aid stations. A lot of people would either lay down on the cots or just on the the tables and have a little nap and on the course too, there are lots of people just laying beside the trail, having naps.
2: (laughs) Well, I feel like it's a scary enough terrain that knowing there's a ledge beside you in the middle of the night that it would fear you into maybe taking a nap just to be a little bit more coherent Mm. because
0: yeah yeah yeah. i think so like i was all i was pretty i tend to handle that that well i can i seem to be able to do a long time in these things without sleeping uh i got a little bit sleepy i think at at one of the aid stations near the end but it kind of just went away on its own and i was okay but uh yeah, so definitely there was lots of people taking those little power naps.
1: <laughs> you had some an injury at Western, and plus all these other races you did before UTMB. Were you ever afraid that, I don't think I'm going to be able to finish this one?
0: No, I never really doubted that I would be able to finish it, because I think I'm pretty good mentally, So, and I actually enjoy the long distances, being out there for a long time none of that bothers me so i i don't i kind of enjoy being out for a night or two um and just soaking it all in so i wasn't so worried about finishing it i I was looking like when i finished western and and then um the jmt after didn't help my feet either it took a few weeks for those to get really back to normal after they started looking good it was uh It was, I wasn't too worried about anything. I I knew it might take a little while to do, but uh, that was okay.
1: (laughs) Now you finished in 42 hours and change. When you crossed the finish line, were you sad that it's over? This, this is over now.
0: No, not really. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I was happy it was over. (laughs) 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 But, uh. The whole race. I really liked the experience. The people were great. The uh, the scenery was awesome, and you know, having having some friends and family there was good too. It, it was a great experience, like all of these are. My quads were pretty bad in this one. I think that's the thing that caught up with me in UTMB. I think even the um, there's a big uh, a big pass. I don't remember the name of it now, but the highest pass on the course. After that, there's a long downhill. I think it's 20 or 25 K of mostly like continuous downhill, and then you come into Champex Lac, I think is the next aid station where there's crew it's around 130 K. Um, and by that point, my quads were already pretty trash. So the last, uh, 40 K I was pretty slow. The uphills were fine. Um, but the downhills, I was just shuffling along yeah yeah i was happy to get done by the end of it
2: (laughs) and no buckle how did you feel about that
0: (laughs) no no buckle and no metal either um they uh it was just
1: a t-shirt right
0: yeah we got like it was a nice uh hoka vest a fleece vest that said utmb finisher so it's nice but uh yeah it was kind of different not to have something to set up on the shelf
2: bigger the race the less stuff it seems
0: (laughs) yeah yeah the expo was huge at utmb it was just crazy expo there there was lots of stuff lots of uh clothing and things like that that you could buy as souvenirs but and and there was a nice we did get a nice shirt um in our bag as well but yeah not too much compared to western is not really comparable in that term in that terms yeah
2: yeah western's kit was pretty amazing i i was not expecting that i i hadn't heard that it was that yeah bountiful it it was impressive
0: oh it was great Yeah. yeah yeah i love the hoka bag it's super nice and uh yeah the sandals and the sunglasses and it was all good
2: yeah now have you had any thoughts about doing a stage race
0: yeah yeah for sure i've already and i've done one already i did the uh, half marathon to sabla in peru
1: oh yes um, that's right
0: across the Ica desert yeah and I, I, I liked it um i've been thinking about stage races for a while i think i will eventually want to do more of those there's mm-hmm. still some still some races on my list that i'd like to knock off that are not stage races but yeah definitely like uh you know, fire and ice uh, in Iceland looks pretty cool. Marathon to Sabla could be pretty cool to do. So yeah, how do you top all this it.
1: stuff? You, you did Western and UTMB, which are obviously the biggest. How do you top <laughs> these races? Like, yeah. What's out there? This, that's
0: the, that's this will be a tough year to top uh, all those things in one year. That's uh, That'll be a tough one. But uh, there's always different cool adventures out there, right? Um and yeah. I think that's one of the interesting things about stage races is it's almost more of an adventure type of thing than, a, than an actual race. And you get to go to some pretty remote areas, which is really interesting. So, yeah, that's intriguing about those sorts of races. That's... I think maybe when I get older, that's what I keep telling myself. as uh, <laughs> You only have to do 40 or 60 or 70 K a day for the long stages i feel like those can kind of wait a little bit longer and i'll just only. get a few more of these ones under my belt and then do something <laughs> only
2: <laughs> only yeah
0: <laughs>
1: well, uh, i like the way your mind works i like the, the ultra mind
0: yeah
2: and hopefully you get into hard rock sooner than later because that that's a bit of a beast
0: yeah yeah it is it, it looks like it anyways um yeah i'd like to do it the scenery looks awesome it's probably the last, uh, there's lots of nice races in North America, but for me, that's like the last really big one that I'd mm. like to do. Mm. And, uh, then there's tons of other cool races around the world that look really interesting too. What
1: about Badwater? water?
0: Mm, not really. <laughs> okay. Not really on my you. high list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was actually pretty cool because after, um, so we did western and then we did the jmt and the day we finished the jmt it was on a sunday and i think bad, bad water was starting the next day on monday and it's right it's right near the same place um the finish and, and bad water starts there were some people we met some uh runners there that were doing Badwater, water and uh, we talked to them a little bit about it and stuff it was kind of cool to see those guys and know what they were going to go through but i don't know for me it's a lot of uh a lot of road running I, I prefer, like, being up in the mountains and the single track and that sort of thing more. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, not not high on my list.
1: <laughs> well, I can't wait to see what you do next. You, you have a, a, a long career, hopefully, and all these races are going to bang off around the world. <laughs> can't wait to see what you do next.
2: <laughs> and also... Yeah, not- we have not, I have never been east of Quebec City. So we have a plan to hit the Maritimes and be there for a while. So we're awesome. gonna, definitely gonna look you up. Show us yes. your yeah, trails, show us some trails that you train on.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah, I'd love uh, to.
2: Yeah, no, that, that would be awesome because we know how beautiful it is out there, but we just have, to be honest, I felt like it's one of those places I could wait till I was older to visit. <laughs> but i am older now so i don't have an excuse
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 definitely come out and uh yeah i can show you around we've got lots of nice trails here so it would be a pleasure great yeah
1: let's, uh, let's do it let's finish with rapid fire
2: right. and, uh, okay let's get to some fun questions if you don't mind this is how we like to wrap okay. up our our podcasts uh beer or wine
0: yeah beer for sure yeah I'd, I'd never really gotten a taste for wine. I guess it's acquired, but I've never gone through the acquiring <laughs> process.
1: Not even in France?
2: Yeah, I was going to say, not even in
0: Chamonix. No, not even over there. I just had beer.
1: Would <laughs> <laughs> you ever consider doing an Iron Man?
0: Yeah, yeah. I've thought about it, actually. Again, I think it's like when I get older, maybe. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that if that should be the way I think about an Iron Man, but... Uh, <laughs> I I I think I would like to do one. Uh, I'm a terrible swimmer, so that would be the challenging part, probably. I cycle and I run quite a bit, so I think I could handle those two parts. Yeah. But uh, the swimming, I'd have to practice a little bit.
1: Well, you're only you can finish an Ironman in about fourteen hours, fifteen hours. That's nothing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Easy, right? (laughs) The Ironman athletes. I hope they don't hear this. <laughs>
2: oh boy! What's the last concert you went to?
0: Oh man, last concert. Um, well, we had like a festival. We have a festival in Fredericton every fall. Um, it, it was just in September. It's always mid-September. And if you're ever coming to Fredericton or New Brunswick, it's a nice time because they it's a week long and they shut down at least in Fredericton, like the downtown streets, and mm-hmm. there's just music going on everywhere. So I was at that, just taking in a bunch of uh, different music and stuff like that. It was really good. It's mostly like kind of bluesy rock type of bands that they get there. Very cool. Um, Yeah, that was the last thing. Just walking around, listening to all the bands there.
2: (laughs) What's your go-to at an aid station? In the middle of the night, what are you looking for?
0: Mm, Man, it's so different. Like it's, uh, It's different at every aid station, I think. I've gone to a lot more like real food lately used to do like all the gels and (laughs) and food like that, but I just can't handle it anymore. So I don't know. I like, um, like pasta, that sort of thing. The European races always have cheese and bread and stuff like that. (laughs) That was good. And, uh, Yeah. Stuff like that. UTMB had uh, blueberry pie at one of the aid stations. So that was really, that was really cool. And it was only at one aid station because I got a taste for it. And then I was waiting (laughs) to get it again and it never happened. But (laughs) I think I had like two or three pieces of that.
2: What's another sport you'd like to excel in?
1: Mm, Uh,
0: I don't know. I think skiing, I I would, I would enjoy it. I'm okay at skiing, but, uh, I think it'd be nice to be able to do like bigger mountains and, and some more adventurous back country stuff with skiing. Maybe that. Yeah. What's yeah.
2: Uh, the number one place on your bucket list to travel, not race related that you haven't been to yet.
0: Hmm. That I haven't been to. Hmm. I Patagonia is pretty high on the list. Yeah. I haven't been there yet. Um, Yeah, I'd like to get down around New Zealand as well. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah.
2: for sure. You need some time for New Zealand.
0: (laughs) Have you been? Have you been to New Zealand?
2: No, we've been to Australia, but we want to do New Zealand like a minimum four weeks and at least do it in a van and just take our time
0: and race there
1: too, Tarawera.
0: Yeah, Tarawera. Course. Yeah. <laughs> I was just looking at another one there. It's called the Root Burn or something like that. It's a hundred miler and it's a hard rock qualifier. Mm. It looks really hard. I think it has even more elevation gain than UTMB. So uh
2: Whoa. And roots.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Sounds like hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and last question, go ahead.
1: Ah, uh pick a superpower.
0: Hmm. <laughs> superpower yeah maybe teleporting would be good uh <laughs> invisible <laughs> invisible could be kind of interesting at times too yeah. <laughs> say one of those too. yeah
1: <laughs> maybe at the same time invisible then teleport
0: at, yeah. then race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't
1: want to
2: climb this mountain take me over
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. that'd be funny that'd be always great. stay ahead of jim Walmsley. boom
0: Boom. yeah yeah that'd be He's great like yeah you wouldn't <laughs> beat me by like 10 or 14 hours that time <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: well thank you so much dawson it's been a pleasure
0: yes thank you thanks for having me and uh yeah if you're if you're coming this way definitely look me up
2: we will for sure yeah, definitely. for sure and good luck with the next whatever it may be yeah good luck <laughs>
1: next year with whatever you got planned <laughs>
0: Yeah, we'll see what's going on. Not too many plans yet. We'll see what those lotteries, what happens with the lotteries in the next couple months. And uh, yeah, I'm signed up for uh, Trans Grand Carnia right now. Are you? Yeah, I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to go to that, but it's also been on the list for a while. And uh, so I registered for that. So we'll see.
2: (laughs) Very cool. Well, thanks again. And we'll stay in touch.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay, thank you. Cheers. Okay, bye. How? <laughs> <laughs> you know what?
1: He's got the ultra look.
2: Wait, yeah, and wait. the and the bug for five years of ultra running. He's done a lot of races. Oh my gosh! Big ones too.
1: Yeah, and he's not uh, slowing down anytime soon.
2: <laughs>
1: but that's incredible—the fact that he uh, he likes to travel. Hey, why not? Just destination races. That's the key.
2: Absolutely, what and we- we're gonna make New Brunswick a destination <laughs> yeah. race one day.
1: <laughs> yeah, he uh, he did well i mean he never dnf'd he finished all everything he sets out to do which is awesome and uh i can't wait to see what he does next on his journey
2: yeah so based on those three epic races i strongly suggest you watch the video version of this chat because norm's gonna throw in some pretty epic footage <laughs> yeah. aren't you norm
1: <laughs> yep i'll make it a good one for you guys
2: all right till next time
1: until next time
2: We are your hosts, Jody and Norman. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Please visit our website, gotterunracing.com for more details and join us on social media at Racing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can support our channel by joining us on Patreon. All of the links can be found in the show notes. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Cheers.